0: Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me a special guest. I met him, oh shoot, back in May at a mastermind retreat I did with another friend of ours, Marshall Gillen. His name is Kyle Dillinger. Now, Kyle does a bunch of stuff. He's a real estate expert. He does masterminds, retreats um just a lot of really cool things but, but for people that don't know you give them a little bit of your background kind of what you're doing and um you know how you got to this point
1: yeah thank you so much joe for having me on i'm excited to be here um so yeah like you said my name's kyle i'm from a midwest town out here in ohio i mean it's called claremont county is where i'm from um grew up blue collar i uh, worked construction jobs landscaping for a while uh, the whole nine um, I've always had a, a interest in entrepreneurship. I, I used to flip like energy drinks and and wristbands and stuff in school, yep. things like this. So I always knew I would go down that path eventually. Um, and then finally started to take that uh, journey a few years back when we got into real estate. Me and a couple partners, um, we entered a mastermind and just and and rolled with it. Um, so other than that, I, I I've been super depressed for most of my life, um, and I got to a point. Even after things were getting better, that um, it just wasn't getting better mentally or anything. So I had, to, I was desperate to figure some things out. So a few years ago, a couple of years ago, actually, 2019, uh, the summer of 2019, I was desperate for change. Uh, came across some content from Gary V. He changed my mindset, changed my whole way of thinking in my life. Um, and then I ended up meeting Marshall Galen, how we talked, mm-hmm. just talked about him. I ended up meeting him a couple months later, got into one of his programs, got into self development, went to one of his retreats. Um, he, He, again, changed my mindset and perspective on life. Uh, And then I just uh, got into healing inner child work and slowing down, getting out of the rat race and stop focusing so much on business and focusing on myself. Um, Not that business isn't important and not that money isn't important, um, but I just was not feeling happier fulfillment in anything I was doing. Uh, So I basically took a pause out from life. COVID happened last year. That kind of it, it went right with what I was going on, not to say it was a blessing, but for me um, slowing down completely all of last year was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I did that shadow work did the inner child work. And then God put it on my heart, uh, that since retreats changed my life and I know how impactful because I lived through that experience. I've been to three current, uh, up to this point, I've been to three, um, and each, each one has completely transformed me. Um, and I've quantum leaped into a higher version of myself and I'm just so passionate to help others. And, and this is where I feel like my calling is leading me right now is, is, um, exactly what brought me out of that rut is what I would like to do for others. So that's where no, we're that's, at currently. that's that's amazing.
0: And you you yeah. talked about a bunch of a bunch of really cool things there. So let's unpack that a little bit. So you like you said, you started out Midwest. I'm a Midwest kid as well. You know, you go to the factory, you do the thing, you do the life, and it's what's expected, <laughs> but it's not really what you want to do. Right. And you know, you said you kind of hit that wall where you didn't really know what you were doing. You were depressed and just you know, kind of like stuck in the rut. So what was what was some of the things that, that got you to have the epiphany of no longer wanting to stay at that place? Because a lot of people are miserable, but they don't change. And on this podcast, we're trying to help people go from where they're at, to, you know, six figures beyond to do whatever they want to do with life. So what helped you? Because you mentioned a few things, there, but if you can unpack that a little bit, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so basically for me, I just needed that, uh, that tough love, that swift kick in the ass. And, and for me, it was Gary. So what, so what happened for me was July 19th, um, 2019 was the closest the cyber was to pulling trigger and inning, and then the next morning, um, you know, by the grace of God, I, I was able to get out of that mindset for that night, um, put the gun down, went to bed, I got up and I was desperate for change. I was just desperate for change. And, um, and I guess it had been like that for a really long time. I just let it drag out and it got to that point. Um, and then I heard Gary say, um, you know, he said we have a 400, to trilli- 400 trillion to one chance to even yep. have a life. And that really got me. I was like, oh, wow. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a st- I-, I love statistics and I love math. Uh, so I was like, damn, it's that like that rare to have a human life. What am I doing wasting it? And then he said another thing. Um, he said, if we ranked every human being uh, from one to 7.8 billion, and you're not 7.8 billion, like locked in a cave, being tortured, um, you know, having a shit go at life, um, mm-hmm. then what are you complaining about? And especially if you live here in the U.S. And right. when he said that, it was it was the kick in the ass I needed. I was like, damn, he is right. What the F am I complaining about? Now, at the time, I didn't realize how toxic of a mindset that was. Because <laughs> <laughs> while I do love a mindset, um, it was still a little toxic. Because what it, what happened was I went from, you know, this super depressed state not doing anything to where I was like oh I want to do it all like mm-hmm. getting up at 4 a.m going to bed at midnight for like a month straight like just yep. knocking it all out and then I was like wait a minute I'm just as unfulfilled as I was a month ago mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, it did help me get out of the depression part of it and get my ass in the high gear so to speak um, but it's not necessarily a mindset that you want to keep you know yeah, well, I think and years, that's
0: but. important. I think that's what happens. We do extremes instead of, you know, doing base yeah. hits or making little adjustments all the time. We're like, we get this new idea and we throw everything into it and then we exhaust ourselves. We're like, oh, it didn't work. And in reality, we didn't let the process work. So let's right. talk a little bit more about that because I love this. Um, so, with that, you, you were doing all this stuff, and I'm assuming you went for that month or two months and you hit the wall where you're getting exhausted and tired out. So Did you, is that when you met Marshall or was there like a different epiphany at that point of, okay, cool. I don't want to be depressed, but I can't do 4am to midnight every night because my body just can't sustain that.
1: Yeah. So it's actually, that is right when I met Marshall. Um, A little bit after that, when epiphany came, I was like, okay, this is too much. Um, It was middle August, Um, August 12th, I believe is actually when I had the call with Marshall. Um, I'm at the hospital with my then girlfriend at the time. Um, She was going through some some pain and and I'm not going to tell her story, but um, I was in the hospital and I had this call with Marshall Mm -hmm. and I was talking with her in the room. I was like, I really like I felt I I barely known Marshall. I just seen some content. He had Mm -hmm. this offer to get on a call and and talk about life, basically. And I was like, I need to get on this call. And she was not happy about it. Like she really wanted me to stay in that room and be there with her. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't. So I'm dealing with that i get out to the car i have this call with i i start crying to this dude i just met just Mm -hmm. got on the phone with um i was just like bro i am i'm desperate i need change um and then i don't even know exactly what we talked about at that point because there's been so much that he's helped me with since then um but then we we started talking a little bit i ended up selling a pair of my uh dead stock jordans that i had at the time uh because i didn't have enough money to get into his his program mm-hmm. got into his program and just uh which was basically built around building solid habits and routines yep. self love and um and then the rest was history after that so um and that's basically what my life's been about ever since that call with marshall in august of 2019 so yeah
0: and, and so that was the point where you started to say okay cool i i'm not gonna do the gary and, and not that gary teaches this by any means i don't want to no, say something yeah do, but i'm not gonna the do the 4 a.m till midnight i'm gonna have a balance with it where I can impact people, but still, you know, take care of my mind, my life, my body. You mentioned like right. shadow work and inner healing. I think most sales professionals and entrepreneurs run into this. We have hidden wounds, so we're going to go prove it to the world or to the man, whatever that we can yeah. do it, we can accomplish things. So, how did you address those? And for some, my audience might not even know what that means. What do you mean by shadow work?
1: So that basically means in my opinion, through my experience, it's just like making friends with your demons, so to speak, um, which really just ends up being, um, so a lot of people don't know this. Uh, you have a default mode network, DMN, your demon, mm-hmm. uh, which is like your default mode for stress, anxiety, when something happens, like you have a default that you click into flight. Yep. What is it? Fight, uh, or, flight. Flight, Fight flight, or flight. Yeah, yep. or freeze. And I think there's a fourth one now that's all floating around. But, um, and, and so you really have to, Well, one, become aware that that's what's going on. And it's actually subconsciously controlling everything you do in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then two, you have to sit with the demons or your default mode and figure out where did those ideologies and programs come from, which 9.9 times out of 10, it came from your childhood. Yep. You are, you're in theta from which I'm sure you know this, but you're from ages zero to seven. Uh, which is where your subconscious is being programmed. So mm-hmm. any traumatic experiences or anything like that, like that's going to really affect your subconscious and your entire life. Because uh, we live our subconscious, ninety-five. our subconscious controls 95% of our day. Right, um, right. So yeah, so the shadow work is, is going deep inside of you, figuring out what it is that made you think and act and be this way. Uh, for me, it was like what made me so stressed and anxious and fearful and, and sad all the time. Mm -hmm. um and then so there was a few traumatic experiences and I had a few traumatic experiences in my adult life also that reiterated some of that programming right um but it was basically that and what got me to even understand and learn about that was the first retreat I went on in 2019 in November uh with Marshall out in uh Joshua Tree where I learned about forgiveness um I, I was completely unaware that um we're carrying around this guilt subconsciously that we let ourselves get to these points that we let our, uh, let things happen to us like that. Um, so what broke it open for me, the inner child work and learning about all that was that retreat and more specifically like forgiving myself and forgiving others for the things, because, uh, what I've learned through the last year and a half, um, doing the work and what I've learned through personal life experiences, nothing is happening to us. It's all happening for us. Right. Um, and so when you really get to live into that mindset and believe that, uh, your entire life changes. Yeah, no,
0: no. And I agree. Like I went to my first mastermind. I met you in May. Another one Marshall had in uh, Whitefish, Montana. And we did a bunch of stuff like carrying the rocks and writing the letters and just starting to do some of that stuff. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this. I don't want to give away all the secrets of how he fixes people. That's you know, we don't want to do all that. But yeah, um, and I'm kind of joking there. But like with sitting with yourself as a guy, as a doer, a typical I get stuff done. I have a hard time sitting. So like how did you, and I don't know if it's the same for you, how do you like I can do eight minutes a, at, at a time? Like I literally time myself. I go to a little park bench, I sit it and I look at this tree. And I don't do it a lot. I need to do it more, but how do you get yourself into that place or mindset? Because I think a lot of people don't even like to be around themselves because when there's nothing going on, you're just with you.
1: Yeah. Um, so for me, I feel like it comes a little bit more naturally. Uh, the fact that um, I was, you know, a nerd growing up, hit puberty late, was picked on every single day of my life. So I naturally became an isolated introvert. So I sat with my thoughts and myself a lot mm-hmm. for most of my life. Um, so when I became, when I became aware of, you know, meditation and how important it is and began to get into it, it was, seemed much easier for me. And from, um, spending a few months living in my car, um, you're, you're able yeah, to do with so. your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I got used to it like that. So for some, but for anybody that's watching this or maybe, maybe I can even help you a little bit with some of this. Um, for me, it was understanding and learning that there's many different forms of meditation. Mm-hmm. Just staring at a fire is a form of meditation. Um, so you can find things like this. You can research and look up like, and, and see what resonates with you. And that helps a lot because I think most of us automatically think that meditation means like sitting with your legs crossed and, which is a great form of meditation, I actually do that a lot and love mm-hmm. it. Um, however, when you're first getting into it, sitting with your legs crossed, and, and trying to do it the way that you've been programmed to think meditation is um, probably doesn't work for a lot of people. Yeah. So just yeah. learning, like, you know, running is a meditate, going for a walk outside for 20 minutes a day, just practicing and building up to it. Because like you said, we really like to jump first into things. Mm-hmm. So most of us will be like, Oh, we got to meditate an hour a day and try an hour a day. They'll try it for a week. They'll try it for two weeks. It does work. Yeah, no, that, that
0: makes meditate sense. <laughs> that start makes sense.
1: With. Yeah. And then, and just build up with it over time.
0: Yeah. Well, cause I do. So in a lot of ways, I guess I do meditate cause I go for walks a lot and I'm great with that. That's perfect. I can do that. I have a fire pit. I'll stare into the fire pit. I didn't know that was a form of meditation. A lot of times, I have a cigar if I'm doing that, and just I'm just I'm zoned out, not listening to anything, just yes. looking at the flame because it intrigues me. But yeah, sitting down doing the, um, you know, where you just sit and stare and be with yourself. That that's something I'm I'm working on. But that that leads me into another question, which I I, I know you have these, but I think it would be good to help the audience. What is your daily routine look like?
1: So I just changed. About two months ago, before the retreat, actually, I, so before, let me go to what it was before it was waking up. I like to wake up before nine o'clock, but I really didn't stress myself. I'm a type one diabetic. So if I needed more rest, I'm giving myself more rest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would wake up and then I would drink water and journal would be the first thing. And I would stretch before I do anything. And I would make sure that I get that done. Um, And then I would have my time block of like the work that I needed to get done for a few hours. And then after I got done everything I needed to get done, which changed day to day, I would get my workout in in the gym and get a 20 minute walk in outside and mm-hmm. then I'm done for the entire day. Now, um, since I'm I'm in a different stage of the journey, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much my daily routine, as long as I journal, drink water, stretch and go to the gym every single day. And I like to read as, yep. as of right now, I'm not reading Um daily just because i'm a, i'm at a spot where i don't want to consume any anything right now i'm, I'm mm-hmm. in the zone um but if i get those four to five things done every single day then that's where my mindset is because again when i first learned about this i try to go balls to the wall i try <laughs> yeah. to have i had i had no white space in the calendar back to where the gary v you know mindset was mm-hmm. And, and I try to pan out every single day for the habits. And that just wasn't good for me and my brain, wired for right. anxiety and stress at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so for the water and the stretching and the exercise every single day. And, and, and I'm at a point where I'm not forcing my body to get up at a certain time either, which I do highly encourage depending on what where you're at. Um, but mm-hmm. for me right now with like healing my disease and to where my body's at, um, I'll sleep until my body wakes me up, basically. So, mm-hmm.
0: well, and that's I what think it, no, no, I think it's about finding the right balance. You know, I think everyone has to find, okay, what works for you? What are you looking to accomplish with it? Cause like I have a daily routine too, but mine's different. Like in the morning, I get up, I drink water. I I'm not like as big of a morning person. So I'll listen to a podcast and get focused going to my day job. And then I do a lot of my stuff in the afternoon, I do my workouts in the afternoon. I do my reading in the afternoon. It just works better for me. Now I know there's states that say the morning's better, but for right now, I just, I'm working within where, what works good for me on it. Um, Yeah. I
1: made the mistake. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. um, I made the mistake when I first um, got into this, that, you know oh my gosh this is what this one figure entrepreneur is doing fuck I have to do it like that or or I'm going to be screwed or things like this I got into that mindset for a minute Mm -hmm. uh, which isn't a healthy mindset um and it really kind of messed with me because I was flipping my routine all the time I'm like fuck this one don't feel right and and I want to try it but I can't do it so I like you just said finding the balance and what works for you especially like you know we don't know what everybody has and when people are talking about their routines and habits like you don't know what disease this person has or illness this person has or like, uh, what they're going through in life, the stress, the anxiety. So, um, it's really more important to, to just tune into what your intuition is telling you for the, for the routine. Yeah. Um, I just do what works for me and it's and it's working for now. And when it, when it gets to a point where it's not working, I'll change it up. Yeah. Well, you have to be you and as an
0: entrepreneur or salesperson, you want to be as genuine as possible. So finding and taking tidbits from people is great, but you still have to kind of get your own path. I get that. Yeah. Um, Next question, I, and I know you're all in on this and you can talk a little bit about what, what you have coming up. How important has Masterminds been to you for self-help growth, network, networking, um, improvement, business, the, the whole nine yards? Because I know when I went in May, it just kind of wrecked my world and now I, I love them. But I had no clue about them up until that point.
1: Yeah, bro. So um, the first one that I got into was February of 2018. It was for the real estate. Um, and I, I can't say anything shy of it's, it's one of the ultimate game changers in the game of life. You, you collapse so much time by learning from people that you can only be around in these type of rooms, in these settings, cause they're so focused and dialed in on what they have going on in their mission, mm-hmm. that these are the only times you can catch them. Like yep. for instance, we, we got to go to, uh, we, we got to learn from George Bryant out at the last one. You're not going to, you're not going to find him in any room you walk into. Right. Um, so finding guys that, that such high level and high impact and it collapses so many years of learning, um, it's it's literally, you can't put a price on it. It's priceless. And I know that's so cliche to say, uh, but its it's been so, as of this point, other than like inner child work and self-love, if you take that out of the equation, masterminds and retreats and things like this are like the number one game changer in the game of life. Getting around high level people and collapsing time is, is like, you can't ask for anything else. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you.
0: I'm with you. I think it's, it, it opened my eyes to the possibility of, because everyone says you're the five people you surround yourself with. That's true, but it's the five people you choose to allow to influence you really would be the better way yes. to say it. So yes. in these groups and masterminds and stuff, like we got to meet George Bryant, we got to learn from Marshall, we got to learn from each other and that whole environment. Um, and then you make lifetime friends that are more on the same level, vibration, whatever term you want to use, that you're on. So you can connect with them and then you guys can go and collapse time, like you said, faster. So that's great. Mm -hmm. So I know you have one coming up. So tell us a little bit about it. It's it's called the all about me retreat. Is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yep. So the all about me retreat, the main focus, right in the title, um, you get so caught up in doing everything for everybody else. We get so caught up in building the businesses, making the money, you know, working the overtime, all things and, nine times out of 10, we're neglecting ourselves. Yep. And what I've learned through the journey and through the experience is you can only love somebody to the capacity that you love yourself. So as much as I wanted to say, I loved everybody so deeply, my habits and routines and my self-love said completely otherwise. Yep. Um, and that was 100% the truth. So knowing this through personal experience, I know that most people that are out there walking around saying, and I don't mean any offense to anybody of you, Most people that are walking around saying they love their kids that much or they love their family that much and their spouse and they they love themselves that much went through their routine and their habits. And the way they talked about it, it would say a completely different story most Mm -hmm. of the time. And so the All About Me retreat focuses on taking a break from reality. uh, I think uh, Marshall says it best when he calls it a pattern interrupt. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a pattern interrupt. We're focusing 100% on you. We got, you know, a spa day. We have healing exercises, sound bowl meditations, um, transformational hike that you've experienced. Um, and that broke me open to my spiritual awakening. I credit to And um, busted me open to the inner child healing and, and the inner work and all of that. Um, we go through that. Um, and we just, li- we focus 100% on you, make you feel like royalty. So that when you go back to your reality, you don't, you, you have boundaries set and you're you're being selfish but so that you can be selfless Mm -hmm. i love that i love when we talk about things like this um because most people think being selfish is a bad thing when in reality it's a um, good thing it's it's a good thing and it and it's because we're programmed and conditioned a certain way to believe what selfishness is but really it's just loving on yourself so that you can fill your own cup up to fill up others and that's exactly what we'll be learning at the retreat
0: no that's good and and just because this clicked in my head i thought about this you know because there's always that um like in the Judeo-Christian areas, like how a lot of the teachings are. And it's funny because they forget the one verse where it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, if you don't love yourself, that's you're not loving your neighbor at all. They just forget that part. It's that reprogram that we talked about. So where can people connect with you? We're not done, but I I do it in the middle always. Where can people connect with you uh, for the All About Me retreat or if they just want to get in contact with you for some of the other stuff you do?
1: Yeah. As of right now, just shoot me a DM on either, uh, Instagram, which is Kyle Dillinger three, the number three, uh, or right on Facebook on uh, my personal profile. There's a pinned post that has all the, uh, the itinerary and of the retreat and what, what you can expect. Um, if you would like to read it before you can otherwise just DM me for uh, the info and we'll chat in the inbox.
0: Awesome. Very cool. No, I love that. I love that whole, I I'm really big into mastermind and learning and growing now. Um, Again, I would highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't tried it. Try it once. If you don't like it, you can tell, reach out to me and call tell us for stupid. But we know if you actually do it, you're going to be like, holy crap. hundred percent. It's
1: you can't. And I'm sure you, you can attest to this because the same thing happened to me going to my first retreat under my first mastermind. You can't even fathom what's about to happen. You can have a thought of like, okay, I expect this. I think it's going to be like this. But actually going through it and being around that environment and being in that space, completely different feeling in that you thought it was going to be. And it's a, oh, yeah. it's, it's mind-blowing and game-changing. So like night and day. I
0: thought I was going to a sales thing and it turned into a whole different. I, I totally enjoyed it. It was great. But yeah, totally different mindset shift, which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> so. This is the one, and if you, I know you listen to my podcast, so you know what questions coming, but I love this question. I ask it of every guest if you could go back in time as far as you want to go, or go forward in time as far as you wanted to go, you get to be there for one year. Now you can talk to anyone you want, whether you meant them or not, you can talk to them, and you can learn anything you want for one year. You get to come back here. Where would you go, and what would you do?
1: Mm. That's a fun. My initial thought was to go forward, but I think I'm going to go. I think I want to go back to. I want to go back to the the time before everything got so uh, matrixy. I don't even know what time frame that would be, honestly. Um, But back when there was communities where you know everybody was living on each other like a, almost like a 70 feet by but i feel like way before then because mm-hmm. i feel like too many things got, have gotten brought in and and things like this but um, yeah i want to go back to time life was simple um i feel like a lot of us are headed back to time but um like you're either gonna have, have the decision to centrics or you know times like this Um, you know, technically is love. And I feel like that's when love was the best. Um, so I would go back there and and learn as much as I can about love and relationships and uh, how to treat people better, uh, which I feel like I do an amazing job at right now, but I'm still still unwiring things from, from programs growing up and things like this. So I would love to go back to that time.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I would say of all my guests, I've had one. Uh, say they go in the future most people either go back and talk to themselves or go back and talk to someone that they're very much like a grandparent or someone that impacted their Mm. life really strong but no i love that going back to that simpler time like i am a history nerd buff dude i watch all those old shows like the last kingdom or documentaries on like history stuff because i just I connect with that. Now I think about it, I'm like, I would not want to not have toilet paper or some of the stuff that they had to deal with, but the idea of the community, the family, the survival, that whole thing, it it connects really well with me.
1: I I like that. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a natural way of living. Uh, Not that I'm against anything we have going on right now. It's not good or bad. It just (laughs) is. Um, But what my brain can process and, and feel like it would be like, I feel like I would love that. Yeah, I feel no, like definitely. the future would be too much. Uh, I don't know. I used to growing up, I would I loved things like um, the Jetsons, like things like that, like mm-hmm. floating buildings, uh, and you know, flying cars and all that. But now, the more I think about it, I'm like, eh. I feel like that just is gonna keep dividing uh humanity mm-hmm. more and more and more and get us away from human connections and things like that. So yeah, well,
0: here's the funny thing because someone said this and I saw it recently because most sci-fi stuff and I like sci-fi stuff too ends up being like the world ends and it's horrible and it crashes, it's messed up. You know, the one sci-fi show that doesn't do that, Star Trek. I'm not a big mm. Star Trek fan, but it, it, it the one thing about Star Trek that's great is we evolved, we do better, we make mistakes. We're not perfect, but we keep getting better.
1: So that was like you, oh, you I would choose to live to into it. that timeline then now. Now, now I, I didn't know that I'm not a Star Trek guy either. Yep. Um, but I love that because my my brain does go that way with everything like all mm-hmm. the world would end. Cause we, I mean, cause that's how sci-fis usually go. Yeah. Um, but I know, you know, I know in the quantum world that all possibilities are happening mm-hmm. and, and are just as possible and they're all happening simultaneously. So I would live into the timeline now where, where that is the case. We evolve and do better as we go.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny, it, it would make sense that we do that, but we've, we've talked about programming and stuff and, in whether it's paganism with like Ragnarok or, judeo-christian with armageddon or whatever everything seems to always be going to that end, that programming there or like sci-fi even you know like a meteor came and attacked and all, but that was like the one well maybe doctor who too because i think on doctor who no at the end of the, i've watched enough doctor who sorry at the end of doctor who it even goes bad so anyways <laughs> we went on a little sci-fi tangent but that's great i like it we went and from we're back dark ages of sci-fi um <laughs> So I do like to do a couple little like speed round questions, just fun little answers. Um, just first thing pops in your head. So, yeah, that's are you a mountain or beach person? Mountain. Puppies or kittens? Puppies. Money or legacy? Legacy. And that's the only three questions I can think of at oh, the moment. So <laughs> that, that last
1: one, that last one was a tough one. Uh, it, I, I it, uh, didn't originally pop up, but uh, they told me what it said money Uh knew me um and not that i even necessarily care too much about a legacy um care more about impacting humanity and whether Mm -hmm. my name's attached to it or not you know amazing that's great um but just maybe maybe i need to live into that a little more and and actually care about the legacy
0: but and i think but I think your heart's right with it because the people that actually really, truly leave a legacy, once you get to a certain point, money's just a tool. You can only go on so many trips. You can only do so many things. You can only buy so many things. And then it's just whatever. But if you can impact a life or a soul or a heart for the rest of their life, whether or not it's to do with money, that to me is legacy, you know, right. a legacy for my children or leaving legacy for maybe someone that's watching this podcast to, you know they were like you and I and depressed and having issues and all. Now they've been able to go and become a better person. You know, that to me, I think is, is what I would consider legacy or impact, whatever word you want to put it, that's great.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, we, I've heard it talked about a lot, make the more and have, which I do agree with. Um, however, at this stage uh, um, through like how I make people feel, or what I can do for them in that regards, um, is just you know where I lean more towards. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I plan on being a a heavy um, donor in philanthropy with money and helping mm-hmm. in that regards too. Um, but there's just something about the personal connection and helping somebody, you know, on, on that that personal level. That's just you know, well, yeah, deeper in my opinion. No, it
0: it totally is deeper, but you have to have money to be able to do anything. So it's a tool, you know, or like fun tokens or whatever you want to call it. You have to go and do stuff if you don't have the ability to do it.
1: Yeah, I love I'm starting to use the Wolf of Wall Street language and it's just fun (laughs) coupons. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. have fun coupons
0: now. I'm a sales guy. It's going to come up, you know. It's just that, just kind of how that rolls. But and yeah. then even going back to like doing masterminds and stuff, like you mentioned, have, being in the room with Marshall and with George and different people, you had to pay for the access to be in the room with them because their time is so valuable. And some people might not understand that concept, but if you're able to do that, you're able to, like you said, shrink time, get farther mm-hmm. along, make the connections you need. Um, The last question I always like to ask is if you, um, had like, say they forgot about the rest of this episode. We want them to listen to it and know it, but say for some reason, they only get to hear this last section. What would you tell to, to, to my listeners, um, to encourage them to go on to be the best person they are or what piece of advice, if this was all they were going to hear, would you leave for them?
1: I love that question. Uh, Every temporary, whether you're extremely happy right now, whether you're extremely sad right now, uh, whether you're going through, you know, the, the worst storm of your life, um, everything is temporary and it gets better. I'm, you know, through experience, um, being in the valley of death, so to speak, for so long. Um, that's the one thing that I would go back and tell myself is like, you know, hang on tight, please, uh, because it does get better. Everything's going to work out, you know, exactly how it's supposed to. Um, there's a a purpose and a divinity at work, uh, that we can't grasp. Um, and it wasn't meant for you to be wherever you're at currently. It's always much bigger and better than we could ever imagine. So everything is temporary. Hang on tight. I love that. I, that's amazing. Now,
0: guys, you've heard us talk about masterminds. You've heard us talk about shadow work. You've heard us talk about self-help, making the connections, doing all that stuff. Check Kyle out. Go to his page. Kyle, tell them again, your Instagram and your Facebook, where they can reach you.
1: Instagram would be Kyle Dillinger and the number three. And then Facebook is just Kyle Dillinger, personal page. Um, Shoot me a DM on either one of those, and I'll be happy to talk with you.
0: And check out the All About Me retreat. I am sure it's
1: going to be, you know,
0: badass and rocking. You'll love it. Uh, Thank you everyone again for being on the 150K Podcast where we help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Please go to Apple and Spotify, like, comment. I read them. It helps me get into the algorithms. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you really, really like this, share this episode with a friend so that more people can hear about, you know, the good things we're doing. And we'll talk to you next time on the 150K Podcast. Have a great night.